Okay, so hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and I am starting this oral history project called Black America in COVID. I started it in February of 2022 in Black History Month because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living and working and going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I was inspired by the work of Joan Neal Hurston. She's an anthropologist and author, and she would record Black people in their own voices. And my goal is to get these recordings into the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture. And I'll just share a little bit about myself. I am Black. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. My mom is Jamaican American. And I'm a fourth generation teacher. So my mom's a retired teacher. My grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica. And my great grandmother was a teacher also in Jamaica. She was half Irish, half black. And when she got married in the late 1800s, she had to stop working because it wasn't considered respectable for married women to work in the late 1800s, which is ironic because my mom started working after she got married, like I think in the 1980s. And so I'm, I'm really excited to interview a family friend. Actually, my mom, <laughs> we, I grew up with his younger son and our moms are very close friends. So please mm -hmm. say your name and say where you're from, where do you live? My name is Dwayne C. Callahan. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. Um, what was the other question? Uh, where do you live? I currently live in bed okay. And uh, what else is there? Okay, what was the other question? And where's your family from? My family's from Panama, mom and dad. Um, they were born in Panama, met here in Brooklyn. There's a huge Panamanian enclave here. I am the first of my family to be born in America. And um, yeah, um, yeah, out of, out of all my cousins and stuff, I'm the first one to be born in America. Um, hmm. Give me another question, sorry. And then what was your experience living and working in 2020 and 2021? Hmm, it's been, you know, I was working as a full-time teacher when this first thing started. And I was working for a private school, very much like the school um, up until um, things just got really weird. <clears throat> Most of it had to deal with um, the killings of the black people that uh, around the country, um, which was my difficulty. Um, suddenly I became the spokesman for black people um, oh. at, at my school. Um, and uh, we had a little problem. But when the, when the, when the pandemic first started, um, I went straight into remote. Um, I was the person that was setting up all the computers for my kids to send them home because some of my kids, they were worried that didn't have computers in order to um, interact with the classes and stuff. So I was setting up all the computers, sending them home. 
Um, I didn't know how long I was staying for, so I was just grabbing whatever I could. I ended up leaving a bunch of stuff that I've never seen ever again. <laughs> um, books, you know, stuff like that. Um, but uh, from then on, we were strictly remote. Um, and working remote was really interesting. I very much enjoyed it in some ways. And then after it just kept on going on and on, it became kind of a little monotonous. Um, for the, 22, the 2020 to 2021 season starting, um, I started working with a different school, um, small, even smaller school than I was working before. I became a head teacher, um, decided to try that out and decided that after a year that was way more than what I was <laughs> bargaining for in that way. Um, <clears throat> also fun, um, interesting. I got to see a lot of different uh, ways to deal with, because uh, I worked uh, almost specifically work with special needs kids. <clears throat> so um, all of my kids are dealing with different things um, and I have to kind of take them on in that way. Um, but towards the beginning of the pandemic, I had a cousin that died and we weren't sure, you know this cousin, this is Rick, um, we had a cousin that died and we weren't sure what he died from. Um, after, you know, some time had passed, kind of realized that maybe he might've died from COVID and his passing kind of changed the structure of my family in some ways. Um, so Rick died and then I had another cousin that died. She died from, not COVID, she died from a, um, I think they're calling it an aneurysm. But they died. They died within a couple of months of each other. Um, they were around the same age. She had had been battling this for a little while and didn't tell anybody. Um, what else is there? So um, the time during COVID was just a really uh, rocky. It's the best way I can put it. Um, it had its ups and its downs. Um, I sort of like working remotely. Um, because of what I do, it gives me time to kind of get away from whatever's happening um, with my students because sometimes they have like a good day, bad day, whatever. Um, sometimes I end up spending extra time with them. Um, the first school, um, I was spending a lot of extra time with those kids because those kids are younger. Um, those kids are um, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. The second school is mostly fifth, sixth, seventh grades and um obviously spending more time with the younger kids because they just need that that kind of connection whatever um well yeah it's just been really rocky really kind of weird and odd in its own kind of way um <laughs> because you're always just trying to make sure that you have especially uh, um working from home you're trying to make sure you have enough space and time to be able to do the things that you need to do whether it be um the actual class or the schoolwork or just making time. And that became a thing because I spent a lot of time working in um, cafes and stuff. Um, so it makes it, it made it harder for me to stay in one place over a period of time. So, uh, because normally if I'm going to school, I will go to school, do the work, come back, hang out in a cafe, organize my thoughts, ideas, things that I need to kind of work out and then come home and try to just be a person 
Um, but you know, COVID made that really awkward and difficult for in its own way. So, um, did I miss a, did I miss a question? No. Can you describe uh, twenty four hours of teaching? Were you teaching on Google Meet or Zoom or? I was teaching on Zoom. So the first school, uh, twenty four hours. I had my own schedule, <clears throat> and um, uh, I wake up with everyone. We would meet. All the teachers would meet on Zoom at first, checking with each other, see everything was going, deal with any changes that were coming up during for the for the day. Excuse me. And then we would just uh, meet up uh, for classes. And I have a TA that's normally with me. Um, I would set up my classes because most of what I was doing was teaching uh, STEAM, which includes coding, includes um, some circuitry and things like that. So I was trying to still do that class and it was working out really well, mostly because I was giving my kids time once they did the project or whatever we were working on, I gave them time to play, um, which is a big deal, especially if you're working in Scratch. You wanna be able to give kids an idea of what they are, what they can make, as opposed to what they are making. You wanna kind of aim for something. So a lot of my kids were really good about that kind of thing. Um, and they wanted to spend extra time with me. So uh, I think it's like 7.30, we meet up. 8.30, classes start. Um, I'm meeting in between spotty, you know, like uh, I have an hour and then I have like a half an hour before the next class starts. So we do a lot of setting up that way. Lunch would come. Um, some of the kids would say like, I want to spend time with this person or that one. Um, a lot of times I end up spending lunch with one of them in some way with the parent in the background. Um, yeah, I did a little bit of cooking. Um, I did a little bit of uh, like during the midday. Um, so I wasn't really spending as much money. Um, I bike a lot of different places. So I kind of, you know, kind of made did it back and forth. Um, but we do lunch. After we do lunch, um, I'd have like a class or two. And then I would give myself a break. <laughs> I would I was putting myself through this this regimen of as soon as class was over, I would, whatever show I was binging, I would make myself watch the show for about an hour to kind of give myself a break from whatever the work was. And then I can go back in to do the work. Mm -hmm. When I was in school, what I would have to do is I couldn't leave until we were done with the work. So it was a big change in that manner. But, you know, it's, um, it was really interesting because it was just me trying to figure out a way to make it feel more like I was at school or that I was still doing this full time. Yeah. So, you know, after that, I've been something for a little while. I might hop on my bike and go for a ride. I might, might go for a run. And then I was making dinner and then try to find something else to kind of take my mind away from school before I had to kind of kick, click back in somewhere around eight or nine o'clock to kind of figure out how I was going to regimen the rest of the day and, and for the next day. Um, so yeah, it was uh, unlike anything that I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, that was normally like a 24 hour period between both schools was the same thing. Probably more intense um, the second time because the second year I was working as a head teacher. Uh, there was no time that I was remote. And my day would start at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m. 
and I would go, yeah, and I would go up until uh, eight or nine p.m. Wow. And uh, yeah, um, the head teaching one was the one that kind of um, was interesting because it kind of pushed me to a limit of like, all right, I I don't know if I can do this in this way anymore because um, I love the teaching, right. but but I realized that the intensity of what I was doing and the, and the focus was just so like working in the first school, it was kind of broad and I was doing a lot of things. And then this one came down and just really, really, really focused in on this. And uh, it's the head science teacher. That was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Cause I was doing science. I was doing engineering. So I had to do an engineering class every week. I was doing stock, stock market once a week. Wow. I was doing, yeah. So between science, engineering, stock market, and then um, I know I'm missing something there. Oh, and then they had us, because we were, they were trying to keep the kids away from each other and the teachers away from each other. So what we were doing is that all the teachers were teaching all the subjects. So at my homeroom, I was teaching all of my subjects. Wow. So they were transferring the stuff over, lesson plans. And I'm not a, I'm not necessarily a great at, they always talk about like, oh, programmers are good at math. Like, no, 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 that's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, we all have our sections that we, we do well. Um, so I was doing, I was teaching English, I was teaching math, I was teaching uh, social studies. Um, and it's just, it was just too much. Yeah. Um, I, I initially came in to be the engineering and science teacher and suddenly I, it just folded over into more stuff. Um, and because, and to add that other thing, because I was doing special needs, it just became that much more <clears throat> intense um, because it became, uh, my, I had a couple of kids of mine that used to stop out of the room. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the special needs. So, you know, he would, I would be sitting there and he would, he wouldn't like the lesson because <clears throat> he wanted to learn something different. Mm-hmm. So he'd go stomping out of the room and my TA would take over and I'd have to go and get him and bring him back. Wow. So intense um, in a lot of different ways. And then as, a, as the year went on, I had to do that with a bunch of different kids because, you know, some of the kids do that during engineering. Some of the kids do it because the engineering was going between all the classes. Mm-hmm. After a while, there was a barrier between... Um, uh, trying to keep the kids and the teachers divided to be able to kind of, you know, keep everything kind of distance. After a period of time, um, they would just uh, loosen up the rules a little bit more. And then I'd be going between classes and then the other teachers would teach their classes. Um, oh, that's the other thing I was doing. I know I forgot something. So there was this other thing where it was, uh, what did they call that again? kids work on projects and we would help them work through their projects I was in charge of that also yeah um, I was in charge of that then I wasn't in charge of it because you know jobs are being such, uh, kind of floated around in that way yeah so COVID made it really um, it gave me a very broad education <laughs> into the the sections of teaching that I find interesting but not necessarily something that I wanted to do in that manner and did the students say, was it six feet apart from each other? God, uh, special needs kids, no. 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 
Uh, um, a lot of times what you're doing, some are so like hypersensitive and don't want you to get anywhere near them. Um, some of my kids are, you know, ba basically bathing in, in, in sanitizer. Um, and then other of my kids, you have to, hey, put your mask up, put your mask back on. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, no one's, uh, it's really, really interesting. We expect, um, we expect these little kids, because I was working with little kids at one point also, you expect all of these people to follow the rules and everybody's got a little bit of re rebel in them and everybody's a, a little paranoid and there's nothing that was in between, <laughs> you know? It, there's nothing in between where you just kind of go like, oh, you know, this person's going to follow the rules. Like, no, 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 no. No one wants to follow the rules. No one wants to listen to you. No one, everyone thinks that you're trying to control them or trying to, you know, do something to mess up their day. And you just having to handle all of these different things and how they came about. So yeah, it, it, it COVID made it really interesting where you just, um, you're dealing with something outside of you that's outside of your control. Well, at the same time, you're dealing with, um, you know, uh, children who have their own ideas and psychology on how they go about their daily lives. <laughs> and you're always just trying to figure that out in that way. Oh, that reminds me. Do the children keep their cameras on when you taught them when no. they were home? No. 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 <laughs> Do they no. talk to you? Do they type in the chat? Like both <clears throat> one of my kids did not like to talk mm -hmm. so she would type stuff for me um quite a few of them would keep their cameras off or put something absolutely ridiculous on as their thing <clears throat> i had to be i had to constantly take control over the mute button oh really oh god yeah constantly uh um yeah because you know um, they would on off on off you know that kind of thing or it would be like I'd have to issue like this thing where it's like everybody's keeping their cameras on they keep the cameras on but it'd be pointed at the ceiling yeah or like yeah it, it, it would be a bunch of different um, scenarios because everybody wants to take control of their own um, area in their own way <clears throat> one of the things that was like oh um, we don't want them in their bedrooms. Right. Um, we have no control over that. Right. We don't. It's it's a really interesting, like I said, it's like, what are we trying to control? And what do we think we have control over? Because right. if this kid is in his bedroom, how am I going to get them? Normally, I can talk them out of the bedroom. I can maybe stand in front of them from going inside the room. I'm, I'm in video. Yeah. And someone... <laughs> And someone can just pull, like, I I can't tell you how many times I actually did, had to do uh, uh, technical work with a kid because they said that, you know, they were having problems with their computer, with their whatever, as we're working thing. And sometimes I ended up spending the entire class just trying to work out whatever their problem was because they couldn't do or see what I was trying to show them at that particular moment. Or like you're working on a math problem and I had to get the board out and I'm like writing on the board and trying to show them everything and they don't get it. And you're just trying to do, do it over and over and over again. And you're trying different angles and trying different. And then you realize like, 
wait, can you see this? Are you holding a board? I didn't know you were holding a board. And you go like, what? When I said C, did you not understand me saying C? Yeah, but I thought you meant like C, do you understand? Not like C, I'm, that you're showing me something. So a lot of times they'll, they'll just, uh, like I've taught classes while they're in their bed. They tell, they tell us that we shouldn't allow them to do that, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, or, or like, you know, I can see them. I can see what they're doing, but you know, their, their sound is off. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of those things or I had, oh the the main one is i had to turn the chat off oh you I turned the allow. chat off i had to some sometimes i had to turn the chat off because they would just bomb each other uh, as each other were talking and it'd be like haha okay stop now and then they keep going and you kind of go like and the chat is off oh come on Dwayne. like no, no no we're not doing um so it was a lot of i learned a lot I learned a lot, a lot. Um, and it's had its repercussions. What I found really interesting right now is I'm a tutor and tutoring is down by a lot. It's down? Because, yeah, I find, it, I find it's down a lot right now. And I think a lot of it has to do, like I have tutoring jobs I'm doing, but I don't think it's as, as prevalent as it was maybe a couple of months ago or even a year ago. The reason being is that kids are spending so much time in front of the screen in some ways that um, they're trying to, parents are trying to keep them, trying to give them some distance, whatever. I find it really, uh, like a lot of my stuff that I'm working with the kids is so heavily related towards like, they wanna play Roblox, they wanna play Minecraft, they wanna do all of these different things. And the parents are like, yo, I, I can't have them sitting in front of a screen any longer. Right. <clears throat> and because most of my stuff is that way, unless we're doing something hands-on, becomes a little difficult sometimes so there's a lot yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of push and pull that's happening right now that's hard to hard to assess sometimes because everybody's uh place where they are right now is just different right and it has a lot to do with what's happened in the past two years and how people have handled it um so yeah it's been been interesting I've had, so the two family members that have died and other people have gotten sick, but have survived. And I only know, of, I only know of my cousin, Rick, who is the possibility is the only person that's actually died of COVID that I know, that I know. Yeah. I remember he was sick for months. My mom would go to the hospital with your mom and they had to wear like full suits and the mask and mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's, it was so, I was like, that's really serious. And then sadly, I think he passed in, was it January or February? Um, February. February. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. So. so, and, you know, not until later on did we reckon, did I recognize that the hazmat suits were the, for the possibility of COVID, but he had been sick before. Yeah. Oh. He had been sick. He had been sick before, so I'm not sure um, how that fell in. If it was something where um, they were afraid of him catching it while he was there, okay, or if he had had it, or any of those other things. Wow. Uh, but he had been sick, uh, sick for uh, a couple of different other reasons outside of what would have 
would have been or could have been COVID. So yeah, I remember that was devastating because he was such a fun, witty, sharp guy. He was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Re rebellious. And that's the best description. <laughs> and then I think everybody gave just rebellious. Um, and and just involved in a lot of different things. <clears throat> so yeah, I think. Yeah, as, as far as I can think of in terms of COVID stuff, as I can think of right now. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm curious. I didn't go to any of the Black Lives Matter protests. I was still teaching online, and then I was afraid of catching COVID. And a lot of my friends went. And I'm curious, did you go to any of the protests? I did not. I supported it, but I did not. I didn't for a lot of different reasons. I feel like the minute that we end up showing up, the, the the guns are aimed directly at us, regardless of whoever is with us. Right. A. Um, B, um, this is an ongoing fight. This is like, this is it, it, it's something that's just seeming to have gone on for hundreds and hundreds of years. And this is just a, the past few months. Mm -hmm. um, I was teaching during the time. And um, I think for me, I felt like I can do the most amount of damage having the conversations about stuff rather than anything else. Um, protesting is kind of interesting because it's kind of like, <clears throat> unless you're in the environment or the news is there, it, it's almost as if it didn't happen right. to me. Right. So um, having the conversations means it shows up in newspapers, it means it shows up on somebody's feed, it means it shows up, you know, multiple different ways. Right. Um, so I kind of think of it in that manner. Um, but yeah, I, I always, I, I I do go to protests. I do go do those kind of things um, when I feel like those things are being, that's the focus of that thing. COVID became the, the, uh, the elephant in the street or the room every time you started talking about protests. So it didn't actually, it, it wasn't actually about the protest. It was like the de defiance of going to the protest um, above most things, the defiance in the fight in the fact that you know there's this thing going around that we don't really know a lot about. People are dying from it, so people are saying, and then going out and protesting anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, you, you're you're working about it. You're working at it in a different manner, in a different in a different perspective, and uh, <laughs> and then you know people that have health insurance and the people that don't have health insurance. I noticed that also. Uh, people being defiant, like, well, I don't have health insurance, but I'm going to go out there anyway. And I'm going to, this, we need, this needs to stop. Um, you know, the whole George Floyd thing and everything. It just, yeah. it, it just, everything's just ballooned up where, you know, we had to kind of decide what was more important. <laughs> the protest for this immediate moment or, you know, our lives for, so that we can continue the protest. Yeah, so. that's how I felt. Since my mom is retired and at the time I was still living with her and I thought like, I can't go out, get COVID and come home and give it to her. Like the guilt I would feel, it would just be unmanageable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanna share before we end? Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like 
it's good that you're doing this. Um, and I did remember when Zora Neale did this, um, going around um, collecting stuff. Um, I just wonder, I wonder what the view will be of this years to come because this seems to be a seminal time in our history in terms of, you know, things kind of changing in a direction. Um, aside from the war that's happening right now that pretty much just started. Aside from, yeah, you know, aside from um, ending COVID, aside, well, and not completely ended. I mean, we, we put down a lot of the mandates. Yeah. Uh, and even now, I, I will add this one thing for you. And this, this is funny because this happened this Monday. The mandate for New York City ended the Monday they just passed. And I work for I work I work for a different school now, downtown Manhattan. And my kids are absolutely bonkers right now. Why? Because it's the first time that they've seen each other's faces. Oh. And they've, and they've been going after trying to make people have the weirdest expression they've been kind of just doing this thing where they've just been making faces and and at each other at me trying to see what other people's reaction would be because we hadn't some of my kids I had never seen their face before yeah yeah so but they've been acting up and it's such a wild thing to see because you're just kind of going like what are you what are you doing and then you realize like oh my god they 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 don't know how to act they they are, are so excited to see people as people. For me, um, it is really interesting to um, have the mask off because I, um, it's how I read the kids or the situation or the, or the story or whatever. And to have taken that away for so long, I can't read eyes very well. I mean, I can, but it's just not, it's not easy as opposed to being able to read that expression to understand what people are thinking about or kind of dealing with or kind of um a lot of times my kids would start crying and the only reason I know is because I can kind of hear it but then you see the tear and you kind of go like oh okay what's going on is everything okay and uh, now to have the mask off have changed a lot of the kids disposition in in expressing themselves they're expressing themselves almost three times as much where you're kind of going, all right, I got you. Take it down. <laughs> they, they've taken it, they've taken it too far now where um, it, it just seemed like, oh, we're having a conversation. And now it's like, they got to throw in a little expression so they know that you're watching them in some kind of way. And they're waiting to see what your expression is going to be from their expression. So it just keeps going on and on. So yeah, that's that's the main thing I've I've noticed in the past week. I love that. Wow. It's 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 crazy because you know they uh they the first Monday was like we don't have to wear a mask and I kind of went and I literally walked in with the mask on right to kind right. of to kind of be like I don't want to offend anybody or make someone think that, uh, you know, I want to get somebody sick or get sick. And it was like, uh, okay, I should just let it go. I walked in, the kids are like, we don't have to wear our masks. And I kind of go, uh, uh, whoa, okay. 
all right, I have to ease into this now. But the janitor's with me. The janitor's like, thank God. I was like, yeah, this is great. But some of the, some of my kids are just really handsy and in the face. And, you know, yeah. But it's these things that, you know, you, um, I, I kind of laugh when they were first talking about um, teachers being frontline workers. It's like, look, we, <laughs> there's no other profession that I could think of as this stuff was going on, that we have no control over. I mean, we have control, but we have no control over these children in person. Because what I was finding that was really happening a lot was that I was trying to get them, the kids to understand what I meant. Sometimes they didn't understand that I was serious mm. because they're listening to my voice kind of going like, ah, he's kidding. And, and then I go, yeah, I said, stop. And you have to do all of those other things because it's not coming across in a way. I want them to have fun. I want them to be um, uh, carefree and kind of explore in a lot of different ways. But I also need to kind of rein them in mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's kind of like, uh, and it's hard to kind of to, to, to express that feeling in that manner without with that being covered in everything. So it made it difficult. Wow. You just gave me lots to think about. I'm still teaching at this nonprofit. Oh, Prep for Prep on Saturdays. And since it's a yeah. wow. organization, they still wear their masks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, I uh, so the community center and the school um, are across the street from each other. And I work at both. And the, the community center is like, put your mask back on. And the school is like, you don't have to put your mask on. So it's this dichotomy. And I'm between both of them, yeah. depending on which day. And, you know, I'm just fighting to kind of keep my mask on. And the kids come in to my classroom going, can we, can we take our mask off? I was like, I really love that. But keep them on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. The pandemic is still going. I got COVID early February. I'm pretty sure it was the Omicron strand because it was like a mm -hmm. cold. And I never get sick. But yeah, people are still getting sick. Yeah, I mean, I, the the problem that I'm having, and this is this is me. Um, throughout all of this, I've been riding the bike rather than taking the train. Mm -hmm. Trying to uh, majority of the time, I'll normally take the train in and then ride the bike back. And uh, I've been trying to avoid the subway. And there's certain you can look at it two different ways. You can be like, oh my god the subway must be terrible. It's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, people are still traveling and the train gets packed or the train comes late and then the train is packed or the kids are coming back from school. And it's just all of these different things that you just look at, look back at and you go like, I, there's no avoiding any of this. I've been telling my son, I've been telling my son from the very beginning, he's like, look, I'm sorry. Everybody's going to get sick. Yeah. And once everybody gets sick, then they'll be like this even and then we can kind of go on from there and it's been really difficult to watch because you, you i fully know um you know some people are going to make make it through this but then at the same time i'm looking at the news and reading those other things and it's kind of like well we we overestimated we oversaid how many people actually died from covid i just read that a couple of days ago i kind of went yeah and, and in prominent news uh prominent news uh, uh newspaper also which i kind of was like wow 
okay, um, kind of see that happening now. <laughs> wow. Kind of, yeah. Um, I hate talking about this stuff, but you understand what I mean. It's just kind of like you you see one thing and then you see the other. It's terrible. Not really. It didn't work out the way we thought it would. Uh, you know, millions of people died. Well, no, those people had pre pre existing conditions. It's just kind of like this this shuffle that's going back and forth. Yeah. Um, especially even when, as you know the science, you just kind of go like, uh, uh, "What's really happening, guys?" <laughs> I'm glad that we're making time for this. Like you mentioned with the, the war starting, I feel like this part of our history is just gonna get lost because now there's a war and hopefully yeah. it won't, hopefully history won't repeat itself, right? Like hopefully that there won't be the allies and the axes in this whole world war, you know? Well, you know, as a person who is in the technology, I find it interesting that we are getting into a physical war when we have been we have been at we have been at, at germ war um, in between um, you know there's been a digital war going on for at least between the both of them I think they've been a digital war I think for the past six months six mm -hmm. months to week and a lot of a lot of countries and organizations have been kind of doing the same this same thing for a while so i find the whole thing kind of be interesting that you know we're talking about a physical war why would we want to see people dead um you know take over somebody's bank go uh you know the oligarchs they we have all the oligarchs that are trying to save their money they're taking their yachts out to sea to make sure that no one takes them all of these other things and we're we're actually shooting guns and missiles at people okay i mean yeah. i feel like we've gotten beyond that but i guess we're not that's such a good point yeah i heard about sanctions and trying to like it's there's been over there's been over 300 companies that have left russia mm -hmm. <laughs> so i i think my major concern about what's happening right now is yeah, that we get pulled into a, uh, like a world war, but I think the the what it does to the rest of us. Right. I mean, because it doesn't seem that we are at war. It seems that the countries that we're in are at war with other countries that other people are in, and that we are the people that kind of get caught in the middle of whatever their dispute is. So we end up paying high prices in gas we ended up paying for high prices in in food um i've actually you know every once in a while i go vegan vegetarian whatever i'm, I'm actually in that realm of getting out of eating meat because it's about to get way expensive yeah yeah so you know all of these things i actually i tried to i'm teaching a kid how to use a raspberry pi which is a microcomputer and um I tried to look for one. I tried to look for one of the high-end ones, and they're sold out because of uh, shipping. Oh yeah, the whole supply chain problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that started. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and you can you can attribute it at this point. You can attribute it to being a COVID problem, but you can actually attribute it to being a, a an at war problem. Yeah. Um. Because. Parts, certain things and pieces of things are, are difficult 
not that they can't get here, it's just that it takes that much longer. They kind of bunching stuff up. They don't want to pay as much for gas to get it over here now. So. Yeah, gas is so expensive. Oh, I'll give you one last one. One last one is that um, I'm going to continue to te keep teaching, but um, I'm trying to push towards um, working fully remote. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that are, and it's worked out pretty well for them. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find, uh, I'll continue to keep, um, teaching and tutoring but or after a period of time I expect myself just to not be um, have to be physically in front of people anymore yeah ideally mm -hmm. yeah because it, it doesn't seem to be I mean there's a there's a need for people but our demic uh, where we are uh, shouldn't matter anymore our geography shouldn't matter anymore um, yeah. we, we went through two years of, of working remotely I mean everything could actually be done remotely at, at some point so yeah I agree I prefer teaching from home not every place that I've, I've run into is happy with the idea of working remotely and um, I recognize it but that's part of the reason I was telling you about the user experience mm -hmm. user experience is this thing where, for me where I get to utilize the what I've learned as a teacher for special needs kids. Mm -hmm. I can kind of bring that into user experience in a different way to help as a teacher um, for other teachers and or for other uh, professions. Because it's kind of like you have all of these demographic of people that don't know how to connect in that way that we might be considered normal. Right. Whatever. Oh, that's great. So it kind of just put me in a different realm of kind of looking at stuff. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm curious, is your shirt blackplanet.com? Is that new? Is that from like the 90s? Oh, this is 90s. This is us. Uh, <laughs> I, I threw this on because I was like, oh, I, well, it's a dark day. No one's going to see my shirt. And then I forgot. Oh, I was going to talk to Sonia a little bit later. Yeah, um, but this is... Back. Yeah, this is a, I used to work for this company, um, geez, I don't remember what year that was, but um, they had a, they had an office downtown in the village, and uh, they had me come down and, and work with them for a little while, because it was the first time that I had done any uh, web design in that way, and they were kind of like, hey, you do it like this, you do it like this, um, but they had three other ones, Asian, Asian Avenue? Yeah. Yeah. Asian Avenue, Black Planet, and then they had, oh my God, what was the other one? The, one, the one, other one was the Spanish one. Oh, I didn't answer a question that you did ask me. You, uh, the question was, um, do you consider yourself Black? Oh, that's right. Yes. Easy. Yes. There's no place I can go that someone will go like, hey, are you Dominican? No, I want to say that. There's no place I would go where people would kind of go like, hey, are you Panamanian? That doesn't work that way. Um, unless you go to an area that has like Dominicans do it with me, Panamanians do it with me. But other than that, you go to a, up to like a Puerto Rican, they're going on like, hey, you're black. So you can never, I can never kind of pull that off. Like, oh, are you, you're not black, you're Latin. Like, no, that, that's, that's a dead issue. I just, my family just got off the boat in a different place than somebody else did. Um, we are all 
we are all black in some particular way. There might have been native people here that were black also, but they just happened they got here earlier. Right. Um, <laughs> and that, that's just the so you can't get I can't get away with that. That just, that's not something you can gotta go like, oh, you're not black. Like, no, that is that's not how that works. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, I consider myself Black. Sometimes I'll say Jamaican-American, Black-American. I don't say African-American because I feel like African is like because of the Jamaican part. But I do. Con- I generally just say Black-American. I am bothered by the names and the fact that we keep changing what we call ourselves. And they made it a big deal. And people are like, well, we're African-American now. No. I don't believe in I don't believe in that that restructuring renaming stuff because that means we lost the stuff that we worked towards for that first one. Mm. And I don't know, we we kind of tie ourselves to other things and not try to call ourselves black. I always find it interesting that Dominicans kind of do that kind of thing mm-hmm. where they kind of they look at stuff and they don't think of themselves as being black. I understand why they do it. But I also think it's the, the one of the most absolutely most ridiculous things I've ever heard, because you can't hide color. You can't unless you unless the people you're talking to are blind. You can't hide your color. You can't hide, you know, what you look like. Because this is the this is the this is the uh, the facade that people are working with. They don't see anything else. They don't see what you have in your mind. Yeah. Um, they see what you are. Exactly. So. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I, I've i been telling people once I get the all our recordings into Smithsonian, I'll try to have an event where we can all come together and meet and talk and have some sort of catharsis because I don't think anyone's really, because nobody, a lot of people just don't want to talk about the pandemic. They're like, I'm sorry, I can't. So we can all come together and just talk. Some people are worn out from it. Um, and, I, and I understand it. Um, but to me, it's still the elephant in the room. It's still the thing that, you know, we talk about, but we don't want to talk uh, too heavily about in any particular way because, you know, it's affected p- different people in different ways. So I, I, I get that, but there's no avoiding whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Dwayne. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send You're you welcome. a link to the, the podcast so you can listen to it. Um, okay, yeah, I want to hear it. Thank you. Well, have mm-hmm. a good today Sunday, right? Yeah, today Sunday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still Sunday. Have a good Sunday. Oh, you too. Bye.